Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. So get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters for every season. They've got you covered for sports wagering needs for basketball, MLB, NHL, UFC, and boxing. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options, and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action, but be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Say it with me, where the game starts. I feel like all our listeners might have that memorized by now, but War Eagle, everybody, welcome into another episode of Believe in Everything Auburn with Taylor Davis and Jason Campbell, episode number two of the week and draft week. And like we said last episode, we are going to give more of a deep dive into the draft, give you a little preview episode for this exciting weekend But also, like we said on the last episode, we were hoping for a guest, and I jinxed it, as I do. And unfortunately, that isn't able to happen today. But it should be considered a good thing because coaches are recruiting. I'll just say that. Okay, so that's why it couldn't happen. But we are still going to get that one very soon. So make sure you stick with us. More interviews to come as uh, things settle in a little bit for this coaching staff. But welcome in, everybody. We're glad that you have joined us T minus 30 hours before the NFL draft begins. Incredibly exciting. And Jay and I are going to get you ready for all the action. But before we do that, speaking of action, Jason went to an alumni event last night in Atlanta and the Tigers were well represented, several coaches. Uh, So Jay, tell us a little bit about the event, who you saw, who you talked to, and maybe insight that uh, we don't have. Well, I'm pretty sure, Taylor, you have all the insight. You know, you are <laughs> CIA when it comes to, to coverage. I try. <laughs> um, I will say this, though. It was a great event. It was in Atlanta. So the AD wants to put on these these ambushes, what he calls them. So Atlanta had their first one last night. So all the Atlanta Auburn alumni uh-huh. was there, along with Andy Burchin, who does the uh, – he narrates the whole deal. Okay. And so you had the AD – you have the head basketball coach, head football coach, head golf coach, head uh, equestrian coach, and am I missing one? So I think we had all of those guys was taking place and golf, so head cool. golf coach. So all the coaches got a chance to get on stage, talk about where we are as a program, where we need to go, how we need to improve. Um, and the one that really stuck out was their equestrian coach, Coach Greg Williams. Like, okay. do you not know how many national championships they won? They came in second nationally this year. But they have so many national championships and we have so many returning players and so many freshmen up and coming that he's looking forward to competing for more championships. Wow. This guy's the winning equestrian coach like out there right now. Like he is, he is killing the game. Golf. Do you not know the regionals is in Auburn? I did not know. Yeah. So the regionals are in Auburn at Auburn university. I believe it's May 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, somewhere around there. 
and it's going to be at the AU club. So the new Auburn university golf golf uh, club that they newly renovated, nice. which is over 7,200 yards. Like on the golf course, if you play golf, you know, that's a lot, that's, that's a lot of yardage. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> It's going to be very interesting, and the golf team is looking to be excited. They're not sure who's going to be in the regionals just yet. That will be announced on the first week of May. So uh-huh. if you're a golf fan, you, you love golf, you want to watch golf, head down to Auburn, get, pay attention and listen to the noise about the regionals so that you can go down and participate. Uh, football, basketball. So Coach Pearl is very excited about the basketball program right now. Of course. He, uh, you know, talked about some incoming players that they have. He actually talked about the kid that grew four inches. We talked about the other day. Yeah, Shaney. <laughs> yes, he grew four inches. And he talked about how he likes to go after kids that are kind of overlooked. This kid is exciting. He, he can't wait to get to campus and get going. So that's some exciting news. Coach Freeze. Coach Freeze, uh, very excited. Uh, he's really likes what he's seen from the spring, but he knows we have a long ways to go. We still mm-hmm. got to improve some more spots and and like i said the transfer portal is still not over there's a lot of things that are happening around the program so look forward to the next ambush in nashville then you got another one in lagrange and then you're gonna have another one in huntsville so those will be the four this year i love that it kind of gives alum an opportunity to feel like they're involved a little bit and Mm -hmm. and get an insight it's kind of like a like a weekly newsletter except you get to go in person which is really cool so but it is the draft week. 259 young men will hear their name called by a professional team between Thursday and Saturday. A little uh, logistics for you. The broadcast begins Thursday night, 8 Eastern. You can find it on ESPN, ABC, NFL Network. All the apps. Coverage runs deep and will run through the seventh round on Saturday. Like we have discussed, the Panthers have the first overall pick, but you know how it is there. You know, we got the order right in front of us, but things can change as soon as that clock starts. So guys that are expected to be in person, if you're curious who you're going to be seeing on the broadcast, USC former Pitt wide receiver, Jordan Addison, you've got Will Anderson and Bryce Young will be in attendance. Jalen Carter, Ohio State offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. and C.J. Stroud will be there in person. Will Levis, Kentucky quarterback, Penn State cornerback Joey Porter Jr., Anthony Richardson, running back Bijan Robinson from Texas. All of those guys are expected to be in attendance. Did you consider going up to New York your year, or you always knew you were going to watch at home? No, nah, I was going to watch it at home. Uh, like New York is fun, but <laughs> you know, soon think about it when you're there. You get drafted. You immediately, like, you kind of leave, but then you got to, like, fly out, you know. But yeah, true. Home, you kind of get a chance to just enjoy that whole day and night at home with your peoples and then fly out the next day. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, you know, I was fine being at home. Trust me. Yeah. Because you don't want to be sitting there. You see your name just keep tripling down. and like, oh, I thought I was going at eight and now I'm at 16. I thought I'm 20. Like, uh-uh. Personal preference, I totally can see the pros to either situation. I was just curious. Okay, so Texans and Raiders both have the most picks in this year's draft as it sits right now. They both have 12 each. And, of course, Miami has the fewest with four after being stripped of first-round selections for tampering violations. The deepest positions in this draft are running back, and tight end as far as number of players at the position. I would say the strongest positions in this year's draft class are quarterback, offensive tackle, and corner. Um, 
so what that means for our guys and and the Auburn hopefuls that are in this year's draft class, we'll talk about in a minute. But let's talk top five. We did talk about our number one overall pick. We do expect the Panthers to go Bryce Young. A lot of people expecting C.J. Stroud. Personal opinion doesn't really matter what you think the Panthers will end up doing. Bryce and C.J. both going to be there in attendance, and uh, we'll see how that one shapes up. But go through the top five, Jay. Just kind of give me your expectations, maybe guys you think would be a good fit. Carolina got the first pick because of a gift from the Houston Texans. Uh-huh. You know, the last game of the season last year, they won that game. Had they lost a game, then Houston would have had the first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And so now Houston falls to number two. So if Carolina goes quarterback with Bryce Young, which we were expecting, do Houston go C.J. Stroud or do they go Jalen Carter or right. Will Anderson? Because right. they've been interviewing mostly defensive players throughout this whole process. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder that it may be Jalen Carter or Will Anderson at number two. And then CJ Stroud, I'd say this. Okay. Let's just say, for example, Bryce Young goes first. Mm-hmm. I'll take CJ Stroud too. I'm going to go ahead and bet a hamburger against you right now. CJ Stroud goes <laughs> number two. Number okay. three, I would probably say Cardinals since they just lost um, my man to, to retirement. JJ. JJ Watt. I'm going to say they go with the edge guy from Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. Okay. I would go Will Anderson. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I wouldn't be surprised if Will goes there. Number four, everyone has Anthony Richardson going number four. Let's talk about it. I don't have him going number four. Neither. I I think it's a a big of a reach. Uh, Like, is he talented? Very talented. But uh, he wasn't as accurate, which, uh, you know, a lot of people want to see in the NFL. But at the same time, will he go in the first round? Yes, he will, because he's too big of a physique and everything. But do you go Will Levy here? Or do Levis. you go Will Levis? Why did I say Levy? Do you go Will Levis or do you go Anthony Richardson? So he's a new head coach All right? coming over from the Eagles. He just had Jalen Hurts and the offense fit Jalen Hurts. So he's right. probably saying, okay, which quarterback fits my system? So I, now that I think about it, I could actually see them reaching here for Anthony Richardson just because of Jalen Hurts, what he did in Philly with him under Shane. So and Shane's a young coach. That's what I was about to say. Is he a first-time head coach? Yeah, he's a first-time head coach. He's very young. I, he was my – actually, when I was in Cleveland, he was like our uh, our GA assistant. No way. Yes. And oh, my he, gosh. Uh, and now he's a head coach in National Football League, like literally within the last eight years. That's pretty cool. So here's my thing. Him being a young coach looking to prove himself is actually the reason I think they won't go Anthony Richardson because Anthony Richardson is not a safe enough bet for what they have right now in Indianapolis. He only completed 54% of his passes. And what is also known is... Anthony Richardson is teetering on the line. He could be one of those athletes where he is his own worst enemy and it overrides how much talent he has. This, I think what is more important for Anthony Richardson than what number he goes in the draft, it's which staff he is with. I almost think he needs to be with like a Bill Belichick type. Like he needs to be 
molded by a proven veteran coaching staff who's not going to deal with his BS. I really think that if you put too much newness and unproven newness in one situation, it's not going to work out. So if I'm the Colts, I go Will Levis. Well, time will tell. Time will tell. I would say this. (laughs) It may be neither because San Francisco may may trade Trey Lance. True. To the Colts. So, you know, we could all both be wrong. And then this is so true. We probably will be. (laughs) So moving on to number five, Seattle. Seattle is definitely going to go defense here. Um, You know, why not? That's what they do. They build their teams around defense and running, running the ball. They're not going to draft the quarterback here because they just paid Gino a lot of money. Yeah. And Gino just had a Pro Bowl season last year. So there's Mm -hmm. no reason to move that fast. So I see them, Will Anderson, if he goes three, then yeah. Tyree Wilson would go in this position. Wow. Uh, so you have Jalen Carter outside of the top five. Yeah, I got Jalen Carter going to Detroit at number six. Okay. Would you, know, you is that because of his offseason? I don't just know if it's off his offseason. It's just you can get more out of an edge rusher. Fair. Like edge rushers win football games in the National Football League because of sack fumbles. So true. Defensive alignment is strong as well because they can draw double teams that can create the one-on-ones outside with right. edge rushers. But I just think if you got two really good edge rushers like Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson in his draft, you got to go ahead and take the edge rusher over the D tackle. Okay. And this, and this because of that reason. So let's say Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Okay, I'll just phrase it this way. Do you think all four of those quarterbacks, Bryce, CJ, Anthony, and Will, all go top 10? Ooh, that's a tough Well, you got the Raiders sitting in there. They may need a quarterback. They just got rid of Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, yes. I think they will, too. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Uh, just I, I'm, I don't mean unfortunately in a bad way, people, what I'm saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> just saying like, based on where the draft is, there's a lot of defensive guys in the draft. Cornerback is heavy. Like, how do you pass up on Devon Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon? Oregon. You know, like these guys had. And the Penn State years. kid. And the Penn State. You know, his dad played Jerry Porter for the Steelers and the Dolphins for many years. So, you know, he knows football and he's yeah. a long corner. Yeah. And you got Justin Jefferson, you know, big time receivers in the league that are big and strong. So, you know, he fits that proto style corner to defend these guys. So, yeah. I just don't know how you pass up on all these good corners because you're putting all your eggs in the basket on a quarterback, uh-huh. you know, which, which you can pass on one of these guys. Why? Because you have Hendon Hooker, who's probably going to be there in the early second round. Right. Just as good as some of these guys. He's 25 going 26, but he's just as good as they are. He just got hurt. So if he gets healthy, he's a more accurate passer than Anthony Richardson. You know, matter of fact, I can say he can flick the ball. Will Levis has a strong going, but Hooker just looks a little bit more smoother. Yes, he does. So, so why not? If you want to, if you questioning it so hard, go ahead and take the legit corner or your edge rusher and try to get a Hooker in the early second round if your pick is there. I like that. Yeah, honestly, like because of how Hendon Hooker's season ended, he's yeah. just not talked about as much, and and he is kind of on the back burner now because these other big four, you know, closed out their season so strongly and obviously did great things on their pro day and at the combine and blah, blah, blah. And Hendon Hooker has just kind of had to sit in the back, but week six of last football season, Hendon Hooker was the Heisman favorite. Like this guy had an incredible season. And I don't question for a second that he's going to get back to that. 
I think whoever gets him is going to get a guy who is going to compete in the league. Oh, yeah. And you're getting a mature guy. You, you are. Know, like I said, he's 25, so he'll be about 26 by the time he plays his first game. And you know, think about a quarterback can play until they 36. Mm-hmm. So you still can – just trying to figure out that first contract with him anyways. Yeah. So I just think Hinton Harker, I, I ran to his parents at Mobile's Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, great, great people. Uh, he has a strong support cast. And I just like this kid's demeanor. Like, okay. he's not a me person. He's a team person first. And he's played in some big games in Tennessee. The play in front of 100,000 people, he'll be ready for the NFL just by being the right team in the right situation. I just think I wouldn't I wouldn't reach if I got this guy sitting there. Yep. Any other guys that you're kind of keeping your eye on? I would say Bijan Robinson from okay. Texas, the running back. back. That guy's a stud. He is. I know they haven't been drafting running backs in the first round lately, but – this guy here he got probably to go will. In the first round. He will he he definitely will. I can see him going to the Eagles if because if the Henry trade doesn't happen between Tennessee and the Eagles, mm-hmm. the Eagles could take him because the style of offense they run or a running back of his statue is very, very critical in that system. Okay, so real quickly before we get to our Auburn guys, would anything about this year's draft surprise you? Ooh. I would probably say Hendon Hooker based off a trade from somebody going first round. Okay. And then I would probably say Will Levis and Anthony Richardson fall out of the top slide. 10. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're still drafted in the first round, but I just think they're probably going to slide out of the top 10. So be ready for some trades towards the end of the first round because uh-huh. of the Chiefs which, you know, they can afford to trade to get some more draft picks because they were probably going to go receiver, mm-hmm. you know, down the road. And they still need a defensive end. So my boy Derek Hall could end up with the Chiefs. You just never know. Excellent transition, Jay. I love when that happens. Let's talk about <laughs> our Auburn guys and our hopes for them in this year's draft. Now, obviously, the big four that are on a lot of mock draft boards, Derek Hall, Tank Bigsby, Colby Wooden, and Owen Papo. Obviously, Echo Leota, Anders Carlson, and then guys like Shedrick Jackson, John Samuel Shanker, Brandon Council, Killian Zerer. Keep an eye on them for, you know, free agency and what happens for them. Maybe Echo sleeps, sleeps. Maybe Echo sneaks into one of the later rounds, but I totally agree with what you said the other day. I think he could have benefited from another year in college ball, but nonetheless, um, we'll keep an eye on those guys for what happens. But as far as the guys that you expect to see and hear their names get called Thursday through Saturday, it's Derek Tank, Colby, and Owen. So let's start with Derek. Every expectation that he's going to be the highest drafted Tiger in this year's. But look, let's also give a moment of appreciation that we get to talk about this many names because last year we only had one in Roger McCreary that got drafted. So this is an exciting time. But uh, expand a little bit on your thoughts on Derek. Uh, A lot of predictions have him now sitting in the second round. Lions, Eagles, Bears, oh my, um, that, those um, Piper and McShay, you know, curated mock drafts have him going to Chicago mostly in second round. But where do you see his fit? Derrick is such an exceptional player and his attitude and mindset. If you have 53 Derricks on your team, you have a, a great football team. Uh, <laughs> I, I really think his his stock – would have been a first round, definitely projection mm-hmm. at the team had a better winning season. Agreed. Um, I do think the last four games helped, mm-hmm. but I think Derrick is a guy that 
you know, he ends up on a team that's already a winner, you know, just because the last two seasons he's had to deal with at Auburn. I think he gets with a winning team that already has that locker room. Mm-hmm. And he fits right in. I think his his career really can be stellar. Um, like so if he doesn't go in the first round, he has to go probably within the first 10 picks of the second round. You know, yeah. he's just that type of talent and there people need edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Any team in particular that you could see him assimilating into easily? I know I mentioned the Chiefs, but I would probably say outside of the Chiefs, the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, just because they had to give up so much to sign Jalen. Mm-hmm. So I think they will be in the runnings to try to fill some of those voids. So I can see him going to Philadelphia as well. Or the Giants. Giants need one too. I feel like Derek's positioning right now in these mock drafts being second. I even saw a couple projections of third round. I think that's just based on what everyone knows about him. I would not be surprised if he actually is in late first round because of things that only these coaches and scouts who interacted with him in the offseason know about. Those things are intangibles, and those things are not public for all of these draft experts. But we know what kind of a, a team player he is, what kind of work ethic he has. And we also heard nothing but high praise about those very things coming out of senior bowl and combine and pro day. So a lot of these coaches may have him higher than these experts are, you know, expecting because of those intangibles. So I, I wouldn't be the slightest bit surprised if he actually goes first round. Well, most definitely. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, neither should a lot of people. Like I said, he kind of got, he could have got seen more had we had more primetime games. Yeah. You know, so not a lot of people know as much about him as they probably could have. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, wherever he goes, they're getting a they're getting a solid football player and even a better person. That's what you get. I'm really looking forward to seeing where he lands. OK, next on this list of expected Auburn Tigers to hear their name called Tank Bigsby running back Phenom. Um, he is now projected third or fourth round. I've seen a lot of Tampa and a lot of Atlanta. What do you expect mm-hmm. for Tank? Well, Atlanta be almost home for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tampa, we already have some Auburn guys there. We have two yeah. corners, you know. Yeah. Uh, so if he goes there, he'll be with Dean and Davis, yep. uh, two former Auburn guys. But I can see him getting with a team like Cincinnati. Mm. Um, you know, I, I understand Cincinnati has a running back. But as you know, this league is all about having a two, one, two punch. Mm-hmm. And you got to have two running backs nowadays, mm-hmm. especially in the RPO game. And then the season being extended by another game, you have 17 games before you can get to the playoffs. So it's a lot of wear and tear for the focus on one running back. Right. But I can see him getting with a team like a chief. I mean, not like a Cincinnati Bengals, even a Baltimore Ravens. Uh, okay. you know, just off what they do from an offensive standpoint. Uh, he could end up with somewhere like the Ravens. Uh, Tennessee is definitely in the hunt for a running back because they're trying to move off Derrick Henry because probably salary cap reasons. But uh, so they're probably really trying to find an SEC style running back. Now he's not big as Derrick Henry. No one is. <laughs> no, no one is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Tank has been pretty durable through his Auburn yeah. career. You know, and I think being behind an offensive line in that division where they're going to run the football, he could benefit being in a division like the the AFC South. So, yeah. you know, it's a lot of opportunities for a running back. Like I said, okay. 
it's just not like it used to be. It's just yeah. not like it's one or the Emmett Smiths and all those guys where one guy's going to carry the ball 25, 30 times. That's not it. You're yeah. lucky if a running back carries it 15 times. Like Saquon Barkley, yeah, the Giants are a little different. They give him the ball 20 more times a game. Uh, but it's hard to find running backs that if you look at the Green Bay Packers, that's the best example. Mm-hmm. They're two running backs, how they alternate both of them. They're durable for a whole season. Mm-hmm. So Tank can benefit somewhere like that. Right. I, I do think that it's it's not necessarily plug and play as much anymore with the running backs. It's about finding the right fit, the right one, two, heck, three punch for some of these guys and thinking longevity of season. You're absolutely right. So I think Tank can fit in somewhere, but I don't think it's the the big shiny name that maybe a Tank Bigsby would have been a few years ago. Yeah, like I said, when he first came out of high school, everyone was talking about him. He was a highly touted running back. And mm-hmm. like I said, B. John Robinson is probably the only one in this draft that would probably go first round, first round as a running back. Uh, there may be one more in the second round or two maybe, but mostly running backs are going between that second and fourth round because the value of what the offenses are doing now. It's yeah. not a, a pass-happy league now. It's a pass-first, run-second uh, league, like I said, yeah. so – he has to understand that. And he didn't catch a lot of balls out of the backfield for Auburn. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. And so I feel like him being more probably his pro day and combine showing that he can catch the ball out of the backfield may have helped yeah. him a little bit because he didn't, you know, he didn't have the quarterback that was a predominantly passer. Right. Auburn said, okay, let's drop back and throw the ball first and run second. We have to run first and then throw second. So yeah. You know, so that so you didn't get a chance to see a lot of him out of the backfield, but he is a guy that I think with the right team and everything, he'll be he'd be very good. Okay, Colby Wooden is next on the list. He is projected anywhere from the third to the fifth round. What are your expectations for him? Ooh, Kobe. I like Kobe so much. He's another deer and all type guy. You know, Kobe <laughs> is a guy who like I say, you know exactly what you're getting, mm-hmm. attitude wise, player wise, another guy that could have just said, hey, I'm going to sit out, but decided to keep playing and fighting his butt off. Um, I think Kobe has a shot. He needs to be like in the AFC North. Okay. You know, where they still run the football. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe wasn't a big, huge pass rusher, but he's a, a run stopper. You know, yeah. shed tackles and get in there and make those tackles on the running backs. Um, I, I like him like a, the Baltimore, Pittsburgh, or even a Cleveland, uh, somewhere like that, a Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because you know Baltimore's going to run the football. You know, Cleveland, even with Deshaun, you know, they throw the ball a little bit more, but they still run the football because of those backs that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about, you know, Cincinnati, yeah, it's Joe Burrow's show. They're going to throw it. But mm-hmm. most part, you know, he needs to be somewhere Seattle. Okay. I like Seattle and San Francisco for him as well. Because yeah. They play hard-nosed, tough defense, mm-hmm. and I can see him playing either under Pete Carroll or playing in San Francisco, uh, you know, under Kyle Shanahan. Owen Papo is is the fourth name expected for Auburn. He is projected anywhere from the third to the seventh round, okay? No one really knows <laughs> where to put my guy. And obviously, you know, he has dealt with his fair share of injury, and I'm sure that has – hindered kind of where people expect to put him it's it's affected his physique a little bit and his strength and conditioning um but we know what a great guy he is and how hard of a worker he is um so where do you think he could potentially land yeah owen is uh it's hard to project where he's going 
he did run run the fastest times in the 40 mm-hmm. for a linebacker. Mm-hmm. So he's tested very well, but he did miss the entire 2021 season almost. Yeah. You know, and then this past year, he was able to come back and play. And so it's hard to see where he's at because what helps him, though, is this being a pass happy league. Mm-hmm. He's fast from sideline to sideline. And that's what you want so for a linebacker that can cover in space because you're going to have to cover the George Kittles. You're going to have to cover the, the Kelsey's. You want to, you know, cover some of these big receivers that they come and move into the slot mm-hmm. or and everything. You got to cover these running backs that come out of the backfield, you know. So you need a linebacker like him. So I, it actually helps him more in this draft than probably any other draft in the past because if yeah. it was more focused on linebacker stopping the run, then some people would say, oh, is he undersized or mm-hmm. you know, because his height or whatever. But when it comes to being a physical and a guy in open space, this draft helps him. So you like I said, it's anywhere from third to seven rounds is what they're saying. <laughs> so I, it's just hard to say where, but yeah, because his speed and how he tested very well, I thought was very, very beneficial. Yeah. Quick little trivia question for you, Jay, before we round this one out. Do you know how many draft picks Auburn has had since 1936? Uh-huh. <laughs> Give me uh, a guess. 155. You are going to be pleasantly surprised. 290. Oh, really? 290 oh. picks for the Tigers since 36. I don't know what 36 not, is. Was that the first draft? Probably. Probably so. Think about this, though. Football has been around for almost 100 years. Mm-hmm. And 290 out of 100 years. That should tell every athlete and parent how hard it is for a kid to make it to the national to football. this level. Yeah. But for a lot of these guys, it starts this weekend and they will get to realize that dream and experience that moment with their family, with their friends, like the story you told on our episode on Monday, which I loved Um, 200 and what did I say? 259 young men will get to experience that tomorrow through Saturday. And we couldn't be more excited to witness it all happen. So Jay and I will certainly do our due diligence and stay involved. But we will have to talk about it the week after because we unfortunately are not going to be putting out any episodes next week. Your girl is heading to New York City and then Charleston. It is wedding bachelorette season and I just couldn't make it work next week. So apologies. Nonetheless, we will make sure we stay up on all of it, get you all the news that you're going to need. And then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming the week after. So it's a perfect time to be subscribed so that you'll get a notification when we release an episode since we're going to be off for a week. But Jay, any parting thoughts? These guys, you know, who are going to go to sleep tonight and then wake up tomorrow to a new dream being realized. Hey, have fun with it, though. Enjoy, guys. All the Auburn players wish you the best. Uh, Like I said, we will recap this the week after. And then football, we should know exactly where we're at. And we will have a coach on here for that episode to help tell us where we are at that time. I didn't say it this time because I jinx it, but Jay said it. So it'll probably come true. (laughs) All right, everybody. That's going to do it for us here on Believe in Everything Auburn presented by Bet Online. We so appreciate you all listening and following along. Make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, ring the bell, leave a comment, share with your friends. And we will talk in a little over a week about all the excitement. So enjoy the draft. Enjoy the next week until we talk again, everybody. 
War Eagle. War Eagle. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.